Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, so hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Dr. Julie Hafner. Dr. Julie is a speaking strategist, author, keynote speaker, podcast host and coach who partners with executives and solopreneurs to grow their personal and professional brands human to human. Hey, Dr. Julie, love that. Thank you very much. And I'm so happy to be here on your show. Super stuff. Can you just expand on that and tell us a bit more about you, who you serve and where your business is today? Okay. Uh, Actually, uh, as a speaking strategist, uh, my personal belief is that I believe that all things begin with communication. And what I mean by that is whether you are a business leader or you're just somebody walking down the street, communication is an essential part of our lives that we really take for granted. And unfortunately, it can mean the difference between our success or our failure. 84% of our uh, abilities to success is delegated to our ability to communicate with other people. So as a communication and speaking strategist, I help people really put together their message, know what to say and how to say it for impact. And that's basically the, the, the things I do is I just help my clients, uh, whether they're medically involved or they're just business owners, either way, I help them speak better to connect better. Simple. Lovely. And with that communication, we hear it all the time that it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I read a stat somewhere, it was, it's it's 60 or 70% what, how you come across, it's 20% body language, and the rest is the actual content itself. Is that is that fair? Is that a fair assumption? What do you think about well, it? Well, you're actually, with the, with the research, as a research researcher, I know I do a lot of different things, but um, I can tell you your, your statistics are off. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, uh, the predominant amount of messages carried by the non-spoken word. So in other words, your body language, your all the different qualities of speech production. In other words, uh, in my in my book, The Seven Tactics to Communication Completions and its workbook, I go through all that with a whole bunch of different activities and things to help people become better speakers. It's really the body language, whether I speak slowly or I speak really fast, if I look at you or I don't look at you, if I am animated and I have vocal variants, meaning I use my voice in different ways to make my point, 
or I don't and I sound like a boring guy or lady. All these things convey meaning. All these things develop our connection ability. So when we talk, we don't just use words. There are all these subtle things. And those subtle things mean the difference between connecting, making yourself heard and understood, or making miscommunications, misstatements, and sometimes, you know, just that, that head butting that we feel like there's that person that we can't talk to. Mm-hmm. These, are the, these are some of the things that people really have difficulties. And unfortunately, as I said earlier, it's something we take for granted because most of us have been com- communicating since we were small children. We think we know it all, but we actually don't. Perfect. That's beautifully put. So what is, what are the, the key things that, yeah, traditionally when you have a new clients, what are the areas that you have to be looking at first? Well, the first thing we all, we all should do, and I don't care um, in any walk of life, there should be a, uh, an assessment of some kind. Where are you right now? What are your your difficulties? What are the things that create pain and difficulty for you? And then assess your awareness and develop a plan of care or rehabilitation or remediation, however you want to put it. How are we going to fix what the problems are? So the first step Mm -hmm. is obviously creating that awareness and assessing. The next part of it is what tools and activities do we need to use to get you where you want to go. So that's sort of like the treatment plan. And then finally is to put it all together and, and use and apply the things you've learned in all situations, whether it's a sales meeting or it's a, uh, you know, you're going back to school and you need to present in front of your classmates or you're doing, um, you're standing up at church and you're, you want to, you want to do the oration for that day or you just want to be uh, the focus of a group of friends, getting your point across, being seen and heard is essential to that connection that we feel one-on-one. So that that being seen and heard, is that a key aspect that people come to you with? I, they don't feel heard. They're not quite sure how to get their point of view across. They're, they're kind of struggling, but they, they don't know where to start. Yeah. I think that's a point. I have a lot of clients that come to me and and have never learned how to connect with others. Uh, There are, you know, with with the world as we have it right now, and I don't want to go into the the rationale of that, and I don't want to go into, but we were isolated for a long period of time um, due to situations beyond our control. And what that's done is it's changed the hard wiring in the brain so that we are not as familiar with the processes of how we connect to others. There's a thing called pragmatic skills. Pragmatic skills are the, are the, how do we do this? Um, What's functionally appropriate, not appropriate. In other words, if you and I are talking and we're carrying on a great conversation, it's not real nice for you to cut me off or it's not real nice for you to talk over me. Those are pragmatic skills and we've lost our ability. And unfortunately, you love this little device here? 
That's a phone. And that phone has created a lot of different things. Technology has changed the way we interact and communicate. So I help people understand what, they, what they're losing and how they can put it back together. So you said about you know, the, the situation we've all been through globally over the past few years. How quickly does that change the way we rewire our brain? How quickly do we lose social skills or pick up other bad habits? We have lost an inordinate amount of skills. And I'm speaking to, of two populations in specific uh, order. Number one are young children. Think of the children that are learning language right now or have in the last three or four years. They started to learn language. They started to learn the skills. They started to whatever. And then we took them away from their peers. We took them away from things. And so their ability to understand what the rules of speech communication have been have basically been ruined. So that that in a short period of time, it's only you know a few months to you know like say six months or so. Um, and then for the older population, the geriatric population, which I deal with them as well because I do a medical. I have a medical side of communication, and social isolation is a real fact. Uh, it only has been heightened from you know from the added problems and burdens. But people as they age reduce their connection with others because of a lot of things, medical issues, they don't get out as much, they don't ambulate or walk as well, they don't, um, they can't maybe hear on the telephone, they can't see as well. So slowly their world is starting to shrink and they become isolated. Their skills also deteriorate as well and that leads to cognition problems. In the mm. young kids, that also leads to mental health issues. And I guess both populations, I'd say mental health issues as well. So real scary, scary stuff. And it doesn't take a very long time to get out of the habit of doing the right things. Well, let's, we, we were speaking offline before about, it's all about applicable knowledge, how you apply things. So what, so, I don't, we're going to sort of talk top level right now, but what kind of advice, what kind of tools or tactics could people start to, implement to improve what we've we've all kind of lost along the way mm -hmm. well one of the things is is number one to you know i am also a coach so get get you know get some coaching get some assessments see where you are on that scale but simple things what order simple things we could do and apply number one First of all, become aware, recognize that there are some changes and you may not be totally aware of them. How much do you depend on that, that cell phone? How much do you sit in front of streaming services and other technology? Real important. How many times do you walk up and down the street and forget to be socially acceptable? In other words, Hello, how are you? Uh, opening a door for somebody, excuse me, pardon me, instead of, you know, making eye contact. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be a football, you know, it could be a football sport. Um, all those things are, are going to help you, as well as when you know that you have, say, an elderly person in your life, give them opportunities to connect with you and use the skills that they have. Second, if you have a young person in your life, tell them that we have a, an hour a day, an hour a week, and there's 
no technology, no cell phone. Usually the dinner table is a good one because people are together mm -hmm. and we have conversation. We have communication. We have face-to-face. -face. And if you're a business owner or a leader, instead of a Zoom call, can you, is it possible that you can get together with that person in a meeting? Uh, is, is, is the phone the only option or can you go to Zoom? And if Zoom is good, can you go to face-to-face? -to -face? Now, sometimes it can't happen, but at least recognize the fact that like we are talking, this is better than us being talking on the phone where there's, mm -hmm. you've removed all the, the stimuli, you've removed a lot of the audio part of it, the visual you've, and when we get so much from our visual skills, again, back to that body language and communication, look mm. at how emails, I mean, just to give you an example, look at how emails have created and incited anger, violence, whatever, you know, the exclamation points and how we write things and how we say things and how they can be interpreted because all there is is text. But I meant that as a joke. But you would know that if you heard my voice or you saw the person like, ha ha, that's a joke. Ha, ha. Oh, yeah, it's but incredible. Text, all... It doesn't. It doesn't happen. Yeah. And this day and age, I use a lot of video. I use a lot of um, voice memos to, to friends, to clients, because tone, oh my gosh, it can be taken out of context so easily. And it's yeah. it can be so innocent. But then if you if you sort of go back and read a message like, huh, crumbs, that, that could have sounded this. And it's all about interpretation. It's all mm -hmm. about um, our own perception. If I'm having a bad day or had a, 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 a bad interview or a, or a bad this or bad that, then it's so easy to take that situation into something else and you know without bringing your brain your brain waves your emotions back under control you're you're being controlled so do you see that a lot absolutely it, it one of the rules i give a lot of my entrepreneurs is write the message walk away go like you know, walk to the another end of the office to touch the wall. I don't care what sit back down and read it like you've never seen it before. Mm. Because a lot of times you'll be like, oh, this this doesn't sound good. The other thing I will tell entrepreneurs, too, is to read the message out loud, word for word, because a lot of times you're so busy typing that that the sentences aren't your, the anger is coming out, not the, the comprehension. Oh, do I need yeah. a couple more words? Would this, is this what I really meant? Or do I need to soften it a bit? Mm. And there's times when anger is important. You did not do the proposal on time. That's a good sentence. And it means something versus, you know, think about, think about the sentence. You are wrong. You are not correct at whatever you mm. have made a mistake think about the the subtle meanings of those words so there's where content can make a difference and again your visual and your um your the the tonality of your voice can make all the difference in the world i'm working with a client right now who is looking at um how to how to create an avatar for his particular business? How does he want his voice to sound in order to create his person when he goes to sell something to somebody? He's mm -hmm. very monotone. He's very, um, he just kind of talks like this. 
And so we've had to change his tonality to, to and, he's, and he's a care, like a care provider. So he needs to identify that care in his voice. We have to work towards changing the sound of his voice, literally. And actors, actresses, nice. they do it by nature, you know. And with that, I just want to just move that into, yeah, yeah. into our world with, with, with mindset, with controlling our thoughts and our emotions and our behaviors. Mm-hmm. With that, is there a fear? Is there doubt? Is there worry that comes across that that almost controls um, us and that then makes us talk in a way that it's, it's not our personality? Yeah, there, there's a lot of things. Um, one is, number one is habit. You know, uh, for for in everybody, I think in the, their entire lives, has seen a bunch of kids watching TV, and they sit like this. Okay, they don't close their mouths. <laughs> you know, they're just like mesmerized. So that's a habit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for people, there are some natural difficulties. Think about, for example, they they always used to laugh about Margaret Thatcher. Um, she was considered uh, what 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 did they say? There was a thing that says she could make birds drop out of the sky when she opened her mouth. Now this is humorous if you're unless you're Margaret Thatcher. She actually went to a voice coach to lower the register of her voice. So if she was up here like this and talking like this, how serious are you taking her? But when she talked like this, there's no doubt in the the world that she is the king, queen, uh, or the boss of the group. Mm. So you can change those kind of things. Um, the, uh, the, The different, there's all kinds of techniques, whether it's is breathing, whether it's rate, whether it's enunciation, there's multitudes of, and that's what a speaking, a speaking coach or a speaking strategist does. We help make you your best self and put your best foot forward through techniques and then the application of those techniques in whatever context you're looking for. So that's kind of what I'm doing with them. Love that. Thank you for sharing that. It's been so much it's so cool to hear exactly what you do, all the little, the nuances around it. And, you know, obviously putting awareness first, the diagnosis, where are you? Then I can work out, you know, the treatment plan, and then we can make it applicable into the real world. That's, that's been so much fun. But now I want to talk, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about your business. So with this, you know, we can go down the route of communication and relationships. So what's, we, we talk about the challenges of the business owner, what people have to overcome. And of course, the, the communication barrier with prospects, strangers, clients, um, employees, communication can make or break so many situations. I'd like to discuss where you are right now with, with your business. So how do, what kind of challenges do, do you face right now? And where is it linked into communication? Well, like every other business owner in the world, building relationships, building connections is a, I would say a full-time job. And then if you're an entrepreneur, add your all the other day-to-day operational things that, that go on. So for me, my biggest challenges are uh, I'm moving into other um I guess other genres or other environments. For mm-hmm. example, I also work with people that are learning English as English as a second language. And for example, in the in the Oriental market, in Japanese, Chinese, 
um, Indonesian, people from, you know, from the other parts of the world are looking at how am I going to be working in America or the UK or people that speak English when I sound that people can't understand me because there's certain sounds that they produce are not generally understood by that particular native speaker. So mm. I'm working with that and I'm looking at how do I break into those markets. Um, I'm also working with uh, some, some issues with physicians and healthcare providers that they are trying to, uh, to be better connectors to their patients and serve them better by applying what I teach and what I know to develop, again, develop that relationship. So it's not just me, you know, as what I teach that I have it all together. Okay, I'll just say that, I'll be honest with you. I have the same problems. How do I connect to other people? How can I serve those people? And yet I have the same problems in sales and marketing and connecting and being and then of course we've added the internet and ig and facebook and and linkedin and all these platforms qp is another platform that i'm um, one of the creators of it, it's it, there's so many things to have to do in terms of creating that connection and that that touch point for those people so that is one of my biggest biggest challenges so anybody out there connect with me i'd love to talk to you <laughs> That's my point. So, okay. <laughs> all good. You you plug away. I mean, what you do is fantastic and helps so many people with with your work. So the challenge sounds like it's you you need to reach out to more people. It's how to use this modern world, the the modern ecosystem, to actually. I mean, everyone needs more clients. Everyone wants more yes. reach. There's the the real pandemic. Is everyone wants to reach the the real people? But there's so much noise out there. So without getting specifics into the, the, the strategies, let's talk about you. Where, what's holding you back from actually you know, getting yourself out there? What, what is it with, with yourself? Mm-hmm. It's really interesting that you ask that question. I think, I think for every person out there, there is a li- little bit of, of fear of the unknown. And mm. I, think, I think for me personally, the idea that social media is as pervasive and strong as it is. And for many, many years, I was not on social media. I'm an old, I'm an old chickie. But the, the important thing to remember is even though you know we're all learning, we're constantly growing in our abilities, my social media skills have lagged behind because it's, mm. you know it's not something that I do every day. So one of the things that, that, that is for me is that the challenge is how to learn quickly the technology that allows me to get out there, to be out there. And that, that I guess, fear of the unknown uh, is, is, is probably, probably the most pervasive thing. And I think this is, this is a thing for a lot of business owners we all don't have the time. There's not enough hours in the day to go trolling for people on social media. And are we getting the right, you know, the right kind of people that we want to? Because I'm, I'm particular who I work with. And, mm. and I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are out there that are the same, you know, feeling the same way out there. So thank you for sharing. So that fear of the unknown, that lack of time, we need to be more 
efficient and effective with with the time that you have we all have enough time but it's how we actually utilize this across the wealth of yeah you know not work harder anymore it's work smarter and knowing mm. the, the difference between the two, I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't do it. You know, I'm ah. muscle through so many things, but it's work smarter. Do you find yourself slipping back into, you find yourself overworking, you find yourself <laughs> grinding through and w- wondering why it's not quite working and then realize it's because I'm trying to oh, do the masculine and plow through. In the, in the midst of all this, now, you know, communication. Okay. So, so how do I, how do I say I have, I too have trouble with communication. I'm an expert at it. I'm a subject matter. I'm also a subject matter on a, on a topic. A lot of people don't know it's called unlearning. How do we change behaviors and habits? Guess what? I have the same problem. I have trouble unlearning what no longer works for me and what is no longer productive. I keep you know, and maybe that's the blonde hair. I don't know. Cause you know, we tend to be, you know, we tend to be like, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. Well, no, we need to do different things. We need to work smarter. We need to unlearn what is no longer working. And unfortunately habits are entrenched and it's very difficult to change those things. So I I work on that. That's a skill I work on every day as a research in that field. I know how to do it. It's just, you know, and I love, love, (laughs) I love that you shared that because as someone who helps people to unlearn, to look at the beliefs, look at the behaviors, we have to hold up. You know, we, again, we, we spoke about this offline, yeah. We have to look at ourselves and it's so hard to self-diagnose. It's so hard to understand what we're going through because we're too close to the problem. And everyone out there, either you, know, you you either don't know what you want or don't know what to do, or you know what to do. You just can't do it, but you don't know why. Other people might be able to diagnose, understand, okay. give you that yeah. awareness. And we tend to know our when when finally assess properly we know our own truth we know what we need and it's so funny because i i share you know coaching with with other other professionals and i can write their social media comp you know copy i can tell them i can put together a video for them i can write down the line and they're like this is brilliant this is fantastic and i go okay now what do i do for me yeah, but for go, yourself, bang, bang, bang. I'm, you know, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, how, like I'm smart enough, I should know how to do this. And then, of course, you know, I think that that you know, fear of the unknown, and I don't know, and whatever gets in our ways. I, I think we really, you know, we don't see that that the tree. We see the forest, and we go, I don't know how to do it. And we got, we're headed for the tree. We need to step mm. out of the way, and that's a, you know, that's a skill. And so and sometimes only someone else can show it to us. That's why, you know, I can coach other people, but sometimes co- self-coaching is really tough. It really is. It truly, truly is. Um, and one of the things you said there, should, I mean, one of Katie's favorite lines is we, we should all over ourselves, all these things that we yeah. should do this. We should yeah. be able to do this. Mm-hmm. So it's beautiful oh, yeah. and refreshing to hear you say, I, I can't coach myself. It's just not possible. Um, with Katie and myself, you know, because we work so closely together, we can see what's going on. That's mm-hmm. the reason why we created the Unforget Yourself system. So you can distance yourself 
self-mentor and see, oh, that's where I'm stuck because you've got that mm-hmm. slight, that slight distance. So with with the coaches that you you, you sort of, I guess you, you said you sort of share share coaching, you help each other out. Who do you have around you in your what we call your boardroom? Who's around you to help you th- navigate through you know, the copywriting, oh. mindsets, um, oh. personal, physical, all these things? It, you know what? It's very difficult to have uh, to have enough resources. I think every <laughs> entrepreneur probably is challenged like that. And I think that's another area of challenge where we don't always, you know, there has to be a really, a, a very good relationship. There has mm-hmm. to be a lot of trust there. There has to be um, that, that, you know, ability to say, I, I hold myself accountable, but if you see me slipping off the cliff, tell me before I go over, you know, some people don't want to do that. So yeah, I'm, I'm being too nice. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes it's wake up and smell the coffee. This is not right. And Mm. that's what, that's what good coaches can do for you. That's what people that you trust can do. So I know, and I, and um, there's always, there's always a small hole in in the in this in the circle there's always one because one person comes one person leaves you know it's not you level up you outgrow you move forward and you are exactly every every entrepreneur out there outgrows because as they grow people are left behind and that's that reassessment every so often because you grow and the people that are around you do not grow. And I don't, I'm not just talking about the people that are, that are in your working relationship, I'm about the people that are in your friend relationships, your acquaintance relationships, you grow beyond. I, when, when I, when I got my PhD, the people that, that I was, you know, friends with or colleagues with or whatever, mm. did, a lot of those dropped by the wayside because I was here and they were here. And they didn't want to come here and I couldn't pull them along. So, you know, you have to be willing, again, unlearning, you have to be willing to let go of what no longer works for you. So I let every, every so often I, I let go of colleagues or I let go of friends because I continues to, to grow. And as a, as an entrepreneur, that's my, that's my first goal is, you know, is to, is to grow constantly growing, learning new things. And again, sharing the things I learned with the people that want to have those things that I've learned. So it's a, it's a circle. I pull in things and information and I need to share and push out. So really important. I love that. So that's an amazing way to end this, this interview. If things don't serve you, let them go. People, beliefs, things, situation, clothes, technology, whatever it might be. If it doesn't serve you, if it doesn't take care of you, it it's maybe time to reassess and wish it well. Thank you. You got me this far, but yeah. it is now time to, to move forward with love and with grace. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so important because there's never a, there's never a, a, a disconnect. It's just, if I saw you on the street and I haven't seen you in five years, I wish you well, I'm happy to see you, whatever, but we're not going to be, we're going to go our separate ways. And, but I can still be friends. I can still like you and I can still talk to you. I don't have to be, you know, mean about it. I can just say, you know, 
wish you well and let it yes. go. Yeah, it's 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 real important. And that and that again is is something that that understanding where you are and where you want to go and creating and, and working your plan because you need to do that to succeed is work your plan. And it may take you a month, it may take you six months, it may take you six years, but keep working the plan and don't fall off the track. That's how you get there. Nice. Hey, Dr. Judy, thank you so, so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. It has been a wonderful wonderful pleasure i hope people will connect to me i'm you know obviously dr julie hefner on all the social media things mm -hmm. i'm also on qp platform please 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 connect i have a lot of groups i have some new groups i'm starting and stuff about communication so join and your book seven tactics to communication completions and the workbook is well same title and you can get that on amazon perfect i hope you'll all check it out and dr julie thank you again you are so welcome. Bye. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.